This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So, Bree, I remember this one time I was in a bike race around Tucson, and uh, I wasn't paying attention. We were riding down 4th Avenue, and there's railroad tracks, like street track tracks, and my bike's tire like went and wedged in to the railroad tracks, no. and I totally fell down and just like skinned my hands, everything. Ugh. I had nothing with me, nothing at all. And it's that times where you want a first aid product and you have nothing. And <laughs> active skin repair utilizes a molecule called hypochlorous acid. When applied to the skin, the molecule works by mimicking the natural immune response to cleanse, soothe irritation, reduce inflammation, and support healing. I've used it on my son's mosquito bites, and I wish I would have had it the time I totally scraped up my hands. Oh, I hear you. Like whenever I go paddleboarding, kayaking, I'm always trying to find something that is like an all-in-one that I can take with me. And active skin repair could be used like that. It can be used to treat cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, which makes it suitable for all skin types, all parts of the body, like eczema and acne-prone skin, all of that. With over 500,000 happy customers, thousands of five-star reviews, and ingredients so safe and clean they can be used from the youngest member of the family to the oldest, you now have one simple solution for all of your family's skin health needs. Visit www.activeskinrepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order. Use code NOGUILT. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom podcast. I am your host, Joanne Crone, joined here by my spunky co-host, Brie Tucker. Well, hello, hello, buddy. How spunky, are you? Spunky. <laughs> we have a fabulous guest for you today. Um, her name is Anat Nathan, and she is a parenting expert, counselor, and author. Her first book, published in 2018, was a bestseller of the year in Israel, and it made her a national celebrity. And the book resonated because mothers read it, cried, and smiled, and discovered a way to look at their children as independent people, not solely as an extension of who they are or as a calling card. And the book is called My Everything. It's being translated into several languages, including English, which we read, and it's phenomenal. Anat helps parents with a fresh approach to parenting, is a parent to five teenagers, and lives in Tel Aviv, Israel. We hope you enjoy our conversation with Anat. If you want to give your kids help making and uh, being a better friend, guys, my book's out. Me and My Friendships is now available on Amazon. It is a book for kids ages six through nine. And through it, I lead them through activities. They take fun quizzes and they learn all the things I wish I would have known when I was their age about friendships. So you can get it right now on Amazon or wherever books are sold. And we have put a link for you you in the show notes. And now on with the show. You want mom life to be easier. That's our goal too. Our mission is to raise more self-sufficient and independent kids, and we're going to have fun doing it. We're going to help you delegate and step back. Each episode, we'll tackle strategies for positive discipline, making our kids more responsible and making our lives better in the process. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom podcast. Welcome. 
Welcome, Anat, to the No Guilt Mom podcast. We're so happy to have you here. I'm so excited. Thank you for inviting me. And we are on totally different time schedules right now. We're here morning in the U.S. and you're, what, 7 p.m. right now in Israel? Yeah, I can tell you from the future, it's going to be a wonderful day. It's going to be a Love yeah. that. <laughs> that is an amazing perspective. We are traveling. Th- we are dealing with a time traveler right now. Yes. Wonderful, wonderful day. Trust me. Yay. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's something to look forward to today then. <laughs> For our listeners who don't know about you, can you tell us a little bit about you and what you do? Oh, wow. So I'll start by saying that I'm married to Yuval and I'm a mother of Eyal, which is 21 Yavi 19, Lihi 16, Rona 13, and Shira 8. I have five children. And I have been a parenting expert for the last 19 years. And I have written two books in Hebrew. And the first one is the one that we're talking about. Which was an amazing book. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. You know, I have a secret to share. Okay. There is this thing when when a book comes out, especially when it's a huge success, and it was a huge success here in Israel, that you always wonder if it can cross the ocean, if it can reach people's hearts, you know, and make the same network effect or the same magic that it has made here. And I'm still in the part of not knowing. So everyone that gives me a positive feedback is like such a ray of light in my universe. It's like, oh my God, it's working. Yeah, <laughs> it translates literally. No, we loved, loved the books. So in translation here, it's my everything. What, what's the, how do you pronounce, how do you say the title in the original? I love it that you asked. Okay, the, the title in Israel is called, okay, that's going to be a weird word that I won't ask you to pronounce it, Chaim Sheli, which is an emotional expression that is only in Hebrew that is said between two loved ones. And it means my light, my soul, my life, my everything. Like it has this huge context of my life and we had to choose only one because you can't imagine a cover of a book with all these, you know. So we went for my everything. Yeah. Oh, wow. I love that. So um, while I was reading the book, I was really curious about the differences in parenting between Israel and the U.S. Like, for example, here in the U.S., we have a lot of guilt associated with motherhood. Like we feel like we should be a certain way. Our kids should be really well behaved. And it's this constant figuring out, are we doing enough as parents? That's and, something that we hear a lot. And am always feeling judged. Yeah. Always feeling, feeling judged. We, we feel like everybody is looking at us going, if our kid has a tantrum in the store, they're going, oh, that lady, she can't yeah. parent. Yeah. Is it like that? in Israel or is it different? I think that in a way it's universal. I think that we're living in an age which is, I don't have a light word for it. It's it's horrible for parents, really. It is. There's so much that we have access to that makes us feel less than. Horrible, horrible. And all the mirrors reflecting around us 
if it's social media or if it's other moms or if it's just this cultural idea of quote unquote what is a good parent or how our children are supposed to reflect our greatness or to serve our ego or to be there as our calling card, our business card, our social media profile. And it's exhausting, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Totally exhausting. By the way, I'm the mom in the supermarket that if I see this child and this mom with a tantrum, I just go thumbs up. You go, girl. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. Yes. Yeah. We need more cheerleaders. Good job. <laughs> Good job. I'm here with you. It's like, so So I think that in Israel, we have this, do you know the word chutzpah? Um, I've heard it, but I could not tell you the definition. <laughs> I think it's, we, we give more legitimacy to, to being sassy. Oh, okay. Or to speak out. I like this. (laughs) If you think about it, I'm trying to think as we speak, because we're raising children that at the age of 18 would join the army, Mm -hmm. there is this piece of, you know, something that we carry with us that we want our children to have like their self, to speak out, Mm -hmm. not to let anyone tell them to do something that they are not comfortable with. And speaking about the army, over here, the social field, how popular your kid is, is such a huge thing. Really? Yeah, because... Again, it's, it's me psychoanalyzing it, but again, it means they will go at the far end to fight with people. They will need to be a part of a unit. They will need their friends to, to watch their back. Okay. So I think that Israeli parents are much more focused on how popular or how how many friends their kids have then as opposed to american parents mm-hmm. on success that is so interesting so what I'm, I'm hearing you saying is because of this guaranteed entrance into the army it, is it at 18 yeah 18 or 19 it depends whenever they finish high school but this is the end. So that social skills are really paramount and how popular they are, as well as speaking your mind. And the speaking your mind part in particular is really interesting to me because here in America, we have like gender norms here where boys are encouraged to speak their mind. And while for girls, it is getting better, it is, but they're more likely to have the label as bossy rather than seeing that as a really positive trait. Yeah. Yeah. Haven't we suffered from this? Right. Yes. Yes. Very much. And I think it's changing. And I think it's positive. I think it is changing. Still a lot of room for us to grow, but we we are very (laughs) excited to see the movement that's been happening at more of speaking your mind, being an independent thinker, and, but also at the same time, being compassionate for others. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Clarendon for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. 
Hey guys, Brie here, and let me tell you, April is a killer time of the year for me because it is crazy allergy season. I swear, everything that is in bloom looks fantastic and beautiful, but it makes it so I can't breathe. I am literally coughing, sneezing, rubbing my nose. I look like Rudolph half of the spring. It's terrible. But luckily for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies like I do, we live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can finally breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine is the best decongestant available. It relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy, watery eyes, itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. I absolutely love it. It is the only allergy medicine that works for me. So if you're ready to live life as if you don't have allergies, it's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just one quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Hey all, it is Joanne and Bree here. And we want to tell you about a podcast that you should check out. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Uturbe, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. And in this latest season of Understood Explains, it covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP, and it busts common myths about special education. We actually just listened to the episode, IEPs, Does My Child Need an IEP? And here is what we loved about it. I loved that it was so digestible. Like it was such a short episode and all of the topics, which could be really confusing to parents, were easily explained. And I loved how they gave great concrete examples because you know how much I love me a good example. They explained what kind of services and supports you could actually see on a child's IEP or individual education plan. And they explained those acronyms that nothing drives me more crazy than when there's acronyms and I don't get it. I don't know what it stands for. They took the time to explain everything in so much detail and to cover concerns that a lot of families have about special ed services. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains, or just click on the link in our show notes. I always tell parents that they should encourage their boys to cry. Yes. Yes. Please, like, cry as many years as you can, mm-hmm. and their girls to speak up. Mm-hmm. Because our job is mainly, you know, to balance the imbalances of culture or society or values even. I love that. Girls need to speak up and boys need to show their emotions. I have an eight-year-old too, an eight-year-old boy, and emotions are huge in our house. And I think we'd all have a better world if more uh, more guys were in touch with that, their emotions definitely, and how to communicate definitely. them. I do have I do have one question about mm-hmm. about your story. So you talked about how you've been a parenting expert for 19 years. And both of us being in the parenting field, I kind of fell into it. My degree is in psychology, and I've been working in the parenting field ever since I graduated college, but that was not what I intended to. So, and then Joanne, like you started in 
an entertainment. Yeah, entertainment and then a teacher and then, yeah. And then it's this. So I'm curious, what was your path? How did you, I mean, I think it's very rare for those of us to say at a young age or in high school or even in college, I think I want to be a parenting expert. Yeah. So how did you end up doing this? It wasn't my thing. Yeah. It's an amazing question. So I was an overachiever. I was the perfect firstborn girl that we can talk about the prices, you know, next time. But when I admitted to the university, I went for uh, medicine, psychology, and law. Oh, wow. And I got accepted to three of them. And I went to law school because it was the nearest university to where I lived. And when I finished the whole process, because I was growing up when LA Law was on. Oh, yeah. Yep. And I was like, I'm so going to save the world. I'm going to help people. And when I finished and I started working, I understood that it's about being in a fight with someone Mm -hmm. more than saving people. And I called my best friend who was a psychologist and I told him, Danny, I made a mistake. Should I go and study? Because it's a long journey, you know? And he told me, you know what? You've always dreamt on being a mom. Just go and learn that. Wherever it takes you, you'll be a good mom. So I went to learn that before I became a mom, but my biggest dream was becoming a mom. And for me, it was just taking a break from the mistake that I've made and just turning down the volume of, I don't need to please anyone anymore. By the way, my brother went to, <laughs> Ooh, but my brother went to medical school. He never finished. He like finished six years and I went to law school. And I think that my grandmother up until her last day always asked us, how is in the office and him, how is in the hospital? And we just said, amazing, great. We never told her that we quit. (laughs) I think that that's true. Like, I know that with my grandparents, they constantly were like wanting to hear like our, our, oh, I don't know how to put it. Yeah, our achievements. Yeah. And sometimes our achievements aren't as noticeable or not not as noticeable, but they're just defined in a different way, right? For our generation. Yeah, they have a different book. They have a different book. Yeah. But it was the generation before it. Yeah. They do. It's funny because, you know, you'll get questions about like being a parenting expert and older generations are still like, wait, what do you do? Like, oh, oh, that's a fun hobby. That's fun. fun. (laughs) Yeah. And why do parents need that? Don't they know what to do? I know. (laughs) Right. Nobody told me how to parent and I was able to, to keep you in line by locking you in the closet. No, I'm joking. No, I'm joking. (laughs) But this is the energy coming from the the generation of, you know, the parents that we had. And I think it's kind of hard too for like the current parenting generation to then go and seek out parenting help and advice because- they're being told by the older generation that they don't need it when, or you get the passive aggressiveness. I don't know if you all get this, uh, but like on my end, of course we do. Oh yeah. My, I I would always hear like, well, I don't know how I raised so-and-so because I didn't have all those fancy classes like you do. And I'm like, wow, thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you for the passive aggressiveness. Mm -hmm. Appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah. It's usually from 
my husband's mother. Oh, no. I was <laughs> not course, saying that, of but course. that's the same general direction. I live in I Israel. It. I can talk <laughs> about her. <laughs> but by the way, it was a different time. Mm-hmm. It was. They were different parents. Exactly. And their societal expectations were different, right? Totally different. It was much easier to be a parent for our parents than it is for us. And it's much harder. And I see young parents every day. Mm-hmm. It's getting harder. Mm-hmm. It's getting harder because now there is this new generation that was taught, you know, to think about themselves mm-hmm. and was kind of spoiled in a way that parenting is so hard for them. And it's, it's heartbreaking for me because I always look at it in an anthropologian way. Is that a, is that a mm-hmm. word in English? Okay. It makes me curious. It makes me want to dive into their fantasy and their expectations. And it's always so far out. So the shattering of the fantasy is, is much more difficult than, you know, we just had a hard time, you know, we were tired. So what are some things that you want like new parents to know now? Hmm. Do you have five hours? <laughs> sure. <laughs> What's one thing? That- <laughs> I know there's a lot. I think that the most important thing is to know that, first of all, you are the best option for your child. You are born the best parent for your child, the best that could be. Mm-hmm. And just by welcoming their presence with your happiness and accepting them for who they are and creating this safe space of terms and condition for them to be authentic, Mm -hmm. to be playful, to rest, and to have a, a, a joyful experience in connecting with you just by investing in their relationship this is the job mm-hmm. you know nature will take care of everything else our kids want to succeed our kids want to belong they want to feel significant they want to be good in our eyes Our job is not to reprimand them or to correct them. Our job is to accept them for who they are. I think Banksy said this sentence. I loved it. We are willing to do everything for our children, really everything, Mm -hmm. except to accept them for who they are. That's a powerful statement. And I can, I can see that. Like what I'm hearing you say is that first, our own happiness is very important and that mm-hmm. we don't need to feel the need to control all of our kids' behavior, rather than to see who they are, accept them for who they are, and just improve our relationship with them. That's it. Seriously, mm-hmm. that's it. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? 
this is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Ko, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. And it's hard sometimes as a parent. It's very hard. Yeah. And especially when you deal with all those societal pressures of like being super mom. And like today with social media, with the new generation of parents, they're seeing these perfectly placed pictures of beautifully dressed children and happy families all the time. And so that a lot of people, I think, feel like when they hit the hard parts that it's not supposed to be that way. Yeah. They judge themselves based on that. You know, I'll tell you a short story. I had a long journey becoming a mom. I always dreamed on being a mom and I've been pregnant 13 times and I have five children. And before we gave birth to our firstborn, we went through two pregnancies. The first one, we had to stop it because there was a defect in our baby girl. And the second, I got, got pregnant on the second time with twins and I had a stillbirth at the end of the pregnancy at week 39. And, you know, Eyal, which is our firstborn, was such a gift. Mm-hmm. And you can imagine the expectations <laughs> mm-hmm. that were put on this poor child. Yeah. And anyone that knows me for a short time or for a long time, really, if there's something clear you can say about me, that is that I'm all about communication. I love talking to people and listening to people. I get nuances. This is who I am. This is the most important thing, you know, in my life. And sure enough, at the age of two and a half, Eyal is diagnosed with autism. Mm. Like my firstborn in the most important thing for me is lacking, is, you know, struggling. And it was such a gift 
And I'm not talking about, not just about children with special needs, because every child has special needs. But the lesson that it taught me that I have to let go of him, you know, representing me in order for me to be the mom that he needs. Mm -hmm. I had to let go of that pain point. And we all carry that. But he was such a good training camp. And I practiced it with all of my other four children. And, you know, when I say our children, that our children are not our business card, they are eventually, you know, they are eventually. But if we don't take this luggage with us, educating, if we don't carry that fantasy, because that fantasy creates so much noise, you know, if I'm dealing with a day-to-day interaction with any one of my children, and I'm carrying the voice of how it was supposed to be, what kind of mother I was supposed to be, what kind of child he was supposed to be. Like, how am I supposed to evacuate him from the playground if I'm carrying all that noise? And what would people say about me? And, you know, what's wrong with this picture? And et cetera, et cetera. So just by letting this go and focusing on what we're supposed to do, it makes the job so much easier. That is powerful advice because yeah, when we carry around what our perceptions of what we think our kids should be, in addition to the very, very full-time job of parenting, it becomes too much for us. Well, and I think it's also important to note that it's always a learning process, right? Uh, like yeah. we were just talking this morning. I ran into a parenting issue last night where I had to like text my friends and be like, okay, guys, this happened. And I'm second guessing myself on whether or not I did this right. Yeah. And I think that's a big thing that people have to understand that even those of us that do this professionally, we still question ourselves. We still have moments where we're like, I think every day I'm doing the right thing. And that's all it is about parenting. Yeah. There's never a guarantee that whatever choice you make is going to be the exact right one. So letting go of all that expectations and judging. There's no exact right one. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All you can do is follow your gut and your heart and, and try to learn as many tools as you can, right? To help give your your child those skills that, that you want to see them have as an adult. Yes. Yeah. And I think you also need to be aware, you know, our children are the best psychotherapy treatment that we could have. They seen, are. You know? They're our mirrors. <laughs> so it's, it's such a journey, you know, for things we carry from our childhood, from our autopilots, just thinking, oh my God, why did I say this right now? Why is my mother's sentences coming out of my mouth right now? (laughs) Oh, I know, right? Yeah, I get that. (laughs) You know, and diving into that and just being able to say, okay, this needs to be separated. This is me and my childhood experiences. I'm reacting to this right now because for me, not being heard or not being seen as a child was such a horrible experience that I'm putting it all on, you know, a five-year-old that is, is just busy. And the fact that I've called him a thousand times for dinner and he didn't answer is not personal. It's not against me. 
No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, right. That's personal. the big thing. It's not personal. It's totally not personal. Well, Anat, what do you have going on right now that you're really excited about? My second book here. Yeah. yeah. So my second book here, it was out a month ago. It's already in the top best-selling list. It's oh. about teenagers. And I'm in love with teenagers because we don't talk about them enough. And no. they're so misunderstood. So I gave them a good voice. And I think that just this book coming out in English, it's going to come out this year in 11 more languages, just the excitement and my prayers. I, I think there's a hole in the sky <sighs> just from my prayers. Oh, wow. Just wishing that it would reach the hands of parents. This is it. That is exciting. I am excited for it to get translated so we could read it. Yes. Yeah. And we would love to have you back when that happens. Yes. I would love for it to happen. Yes. Your book is amazing. Highly, highly suggest it to our audience. You definitely have to check out my everything. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Definitely. And thank you so much for joining us today. Yes. Thanks for taking time this evening. It went too fast, too fast. It went by too fast. <laughs> too fast. Thank you no. for your <laughs> we'll warm you voice soon. and your smiles and your open heart. It was such a warm experience for me. And I'm you, here I go. I'm crying. Oh. <laughs> thank you. Well, thank, thank you. you. It's been a joy talking to you. Thank you. <laughs> So talking with Anat, first of all, she is such a joy. Like for everything, she was just wonderful and gracious and just delightful. She was so easy to talk to. She was one of those people that honestly, a conversation could have gone on with her forever. She's one of those people I run out of happy synonyms to like describe like how wonderful her conversation was. I know, I know. And honestly, like I loved her book, My Everything. Like first of all, for someone like Brie that is... I love books, but I'll admit, like, I take forever to get through them because mm-hmm. I, 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 I just get distracted a lot. And then I get down on myself when I can't get through things. I love that her book had so many short chapters. It was so easy to get through them. And I felt like even after that first chapter, which was only a few pages, mm-hmm. I knew her so deeply because oh, she yeah. starts at the beginning of her parenting story and talks about her rainbow babies, her miscarriages, and then the birth of her first child and all the things that yeah. happened there. Like and, it was really, really just eye-opening. and the amount of trauma that she had to go through to become a parent too. With yes, the stillbirth of twins and it's mm-hmm. it was a hard road. But she's found so many. She's so many amazing. She has. She's of found. It. She's found a lot of takeaways, and now she helps other parents navigate parenthood as well. Yes, so, and she so follows our no guilt mom. Yes! Martha, said I loved it. I yes! love, love, love it. Go, go find my everything. It is an amazing book that will uplift you. And until next time, best mom's a happy mom. Take care of you. Thanks so much for stopping by. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. 
Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.